The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. Sunday, you know what that means? It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast AEW Dynamite Review. It's your boy, Big Tasty, as always, um, wheeling back in today uh, on our rotating carousel of of, um, of second years. We have Aaron, <laughs> the Statman Suckliff. Aaron, how's it going, mate? Um, I'm actually doing a podcast on a Sunday. How weird is that? <laughs> it's this. It's this dynamite, man. It's just. It's just moving around. It's. It's no good, is it? Like it's fucked um, us. Like like <laughs> absolutely <laughs> fucked us. Like having to record on the weekend. It's all right. After this week, it's back to Wednesdays. We're fine. Yeah, it's been eight long days since the last <laughs> AEW Dynamite um, episode. We've only got four days until the next one, which is crazy. <laughs> Uh, there's so much wrestling. I went to my first live wrestling show in over a year yesterday, so I am absolutely hype as fuck today. It's been great. Uh, right. Anyway, we'll get straight into the show. Um, it was a. It definitely had a bit of a big, sh- a, a, a big-ish show. Not the big show, but like a, a sort of slightly stacked-ish card feel tonight. Uh, obviously, it was their sort of last show off Wednesdays. They're getting towards their last show for a while in Daly's place. And it, it felt like they were sort of they'd sort of been the last few weeks have been a bit not bad but just a bit sort of by the by. Yeah, um, and it, it felt like this is the one that they were keeping like, keeping all the powder dry for. Yeah, um, they they mentioned a few times about it being on a Saturday and stuff. There's stuff that gets said later on that makes it feel big because it's on a Saturday, and it's like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, I, I should be more hyped for that. I didn't know it was meant to be hyped for this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, they had they had fans back as well. So the last few weeks had been like pre-taped with like just the wrestling crowd, and this they had a full Daily's place today, which looked great. They did move the the stage back to the sort of the double or nothing setup with the one ramp. Uh, yeah, and so anyway, we start off. We don't start off in the in the arena. Well, we do, but then our first our first segment is Alex Marvez once again just hanging around looking to get a, an interview with Sammy yes. Guevara, and there's Sammy Guevara. I fancy that <laughs> it's almost like it was scripted. Um, <laughs> so nothing really, nothing really deep here. He's about to interview Sammy Guevara, who's, who's uh, did this get announced beforehand? Where he's wrestling MJF in the main event of Next. Wednesday's Dynamite. Yeah, they mentioned it before. Yeah, because I've seen the clip, the photo of it. So they have mentioned it. Uh, so as, as Alex Marvez is about to ask him about that match, uh, Sean Spears is just sort of, I'd say hiding, but he's more like just sort of standing behind a car, basically, or yeah. behind a truck. And as, as Sammy walks past, he just comes out and cracks him with a chair and then just like laughs at him a bit, which is... Yeah. The chairman strikes again. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, it, he. I mean, he, he's he's playing a really good character now, Sean Spears. I'm, I'm really enjoying like what he's doing. Yeah, I just don't want him to be like the the Bobby Fish of the uh, the pinnacle where he's just the last guy on the list 
Yeah, I want I mean, him to actually do things. He's, I mean, he's obviously the he's the the lowest on the on the sort of food chain in the pinnacle. Yeah, but you, you know, want he, him to actually do things, not just be stuck with whoever. I mean, I, th- I think they've done enough to make him like appear like a threat. Certainly, if not with his win loss record, but certainly with his actions in inside the ring and and sort of in in sort of brawls and stuff. Just smacking people with chairs. Yeah, just smacking people with chairs, putting the <laughs> curb something Sammy into a chair and stuff. It, I mean, it is a bit worrying that Sammy just sort of went, ah, oh, no, I'm not feeling with you no more. You're, you're shit. I'm going to feel with MJF instead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that all goes. I mean, I'm, I'm quite into the idea of um, Sammy MJF. I think that'll be a really, really fun feud if if Sammy's available too, because he did just take a, a vicious chair shot from. He only hit him once, though, which seemed a bit weird. Yeah, but. Uh, anyway, uh, so then we'll move, in, we'll move It's to just the, a hit and run, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, no, it wasn't, it wasn't even a hit and run. She stood there and laughed at him for like a minute. <laughs> so it was the shittest hit and run in the history of, of hit and runs. Uh, you could sort of like, <laughs> like, like kneel down and sort of look at him. I'm like, meet you right there. Like, you know, whatever. Um, hey, Mr. Sean Spears, would you like to come to the UK whenever you do it? Hit Big Tasty with a chair, laugh at him, see how quick he gets up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, so we're moving to the first match. Um, I forgot this match was happening, and then, it, and then as soon as it all, as soon as they all came out, I got really excited. So this was Powerhouse Hobbs versus Hangman Adam Page. Adam Page continues to be phenomenally over with the live crowd. Yeah, oh, you can tell the crowd's back, can't you? <laughs> Uh, it's just mental. Another thing that really I found really funny at the start. So Hobbs came out and he's he's meant to be a heel, but he obviously he's never wrestled in front of like a, a big AEW crowd before. And like he yeah. was just smiling, his, he was smiling his ass off the entire time he made his entrance. Like he, he he forgot how to be a heel. He was having that much he, fun. He tried to smirk it like a badass heel smirk, but he just couldn't. He, he just he couldn't like, get it. He just looked like a kid at Christmas. It was, it was great. <laughs> um, Jr. Before the match pops Taz when he goes with. Are we ready for some cowboy shiznit? <laughs> Taz JR. just laughs and goes, I like that. <laughs> JR, JR just not allowed to swear, apparently. Shiznit. Um, <laughs> yeah, this was this was a I mean, this is a really good match. Um they gave a lot to Hobbs in terms of like he, he dominated quite a lot of this match, which was quite nice. Um he really they really put over the fact that he was like this huge like power guy. And he, he basically beat the beat the piss out of Hangman for a little bit. He worked on his arm a lot as well, which was quite nice to sort of like um, sort of neutralize the butcher. And he was like, he took him to the outside, and he was like wrapping his arm around the barrier. And they, they sort of used the crowd really well. I thought. Uh, I I like how they use um, Will Hobbs as the big powerhouse. Hobbs, obviously powerhouse, uh, but like because he's still a rookie, he does make mistakes. Yeah, like, he's not just a big guy. Like he tries to do other things and sometimes it doesn't go well for him. Well, they, and they've, they've sort of done that with Cage as well. Like, that's yeah. the whole the whole thing they, they get on Team Taz is, like, obviously Taz sort of trains these guys and sort of gives them strategies, but then every now and then their sort of instincts sort of override. And, like, every now and then like, Cage wants to do exhibition stuff. He wants to do, like, moonsaults and stuff. <laughs> like, Hobbs wants to do other things instead of just using his power game. And, and yeah, it, like, that always seems to sort of, like, begin their downfall. Um... So, but towards the end of the match, we have a bit more story development on the whole Brian Cage Team Taz scenario. So, Hook and Ricky Starks come out with Cage's FTW belt, which they yeah. are trying to give to Hobbs to use as a weapon. Uh, Cage comes out, basically rips the belt off Hobbs. Ricky yeah, pulls Ricky Starks' jacket off. Starks runs to the back, like holding his neck, like as in I'm injured. Don't. In pain, yeah. <laughs> and then um, Cage chases him out. So once again, 
no no cheating because uh, because Cage says so. That was the and then they miss a really cool spot where Hangman goes for the butchart and Hobbs catches him and gives yeah. him a spine buster. That was a good spine buster as well. <laughs> that yeah. was a fierce one. Um, there was also a bit like at the, in the match where I think they're on the outside. And that I, I need you to help me out here on what JR says because it's a weird one, right? Because even I'm rattling this one. Right? He goes, No one wants one of those kiss your sister finishes where both men get counted out. Yeah, so I've seen some people on the internet expressing like doubt about this. Apparently, it's a uh, it's a, an American football term, so it's from his days as a, as a football commentator, uh, right? Okay, I don't quite know what he's referring to, but. It- <laughs> It's a weird one, that was all, and I just... Was... Guess I'm guessing it's when you go to the dance and it's dark and you, you kiss a lovely lady and it turns out you're kissing your sister. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, have, I, have, I have no sisters and have never been to a dance, so I, Jane, I, I couldn't tell you. Confirmed JR kissed his sister once, is that what we're saying? <laughs> confirmed sister kisser Jim Ross. <laughs> um... There, yeah. So yeah, that was that was JR's. Well, that was JR's weird call of the week. We have to get it. He, he got up way early with, this week, which is quite nice. <laughs> and yeah, so the, so the end of the match uh, after the sort of the fuckery and, and the sort of um, the sort of the counter of the of the um, the bookshop, which they nearly missed on camera because they were too busy watching Ricky Starks run for ramp. Um, Hangman gives Hobbs a real nice, like, real, like, struggle German suplex. Like, he looks like he really worked hard to get him over. And then he hits him with the dead eye, not the bookshot for the win. Yeah, it's not often we see it. No, no, it was a treat. Obviously, if- it, it, it was good for a couple of reasons. One, it actually made, made sure that the, um, the, the selling of the arm and, and the work of the arm paid off, which was nice. And it's nice that the sort of building up his repertoire is that he's got, he's a bit more dangerous now. He's got more ways to end the match. Yeah, um, also that Hobbs isn't a small guy no. to do the dead eye on. That's what made it look even better as well. Well, I mean, there's a bit of a theme tonight about guys hitting moves on big guys, and we'll, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, I mean, when he because he tries the dead eye earlier in the in the match, like much earlier in the match, and you think, oh no, he's not gonna he's not gonna do that. He can't. There's no way. And then at the end, he hits it. And you're like, oh shit! Okay, yeah, that was that yeah was really impressive. So yeah, really good match. Obviously, Hangman continues to be. Uh, Safe pair of hands, so you can just put out there, and you'll have a you'll have a good match with anyone, pretty much. Mm. Hobbs, Hobbs is good at throwing people around, and it looks really fun when he does it. So, yeah, this might be what we on end of June, July next week. This could be the start to the slow build of the world well, title. We'll talk about this very briefly. Um, do you watch? Do you watch BTE every week? Yes, I might have missed this week's actually. So but... this week's, it's, yeah. I'm going to spoil a little bit for it's you okay. this week because we have to talk about it. There was a scene where um, the Dark Order are fucking around filming, like doing like a film and skit or something. And like the, the joke is that Five's meant to watch like the camera cable so no one trips over it. And obviously he fucks up and doesn't. And Ten's coming in with like the good shit on a plate, like a big pile of powder. <laughs> and uh, right. he, tri- he trips and like the powder goes like over everyone's faces. And they all have like a, basically like a, a movie, like a, a comedy drug trip. Yeah. And you see them all like in like weird scenarios. Um, like Stu's like kissing Anna Jay. It turns out he's like kissing a dumpster or something outside. <laughs> Are you okay? and, um, but Hangman is Hangman's one is him like trying to get towards the AEW world title. Oh, which right, is interesting okay. because if this is the first time they've actually referenced Hangman wanting or desiring to win the world title. 
yeah. since he lost to okay. Kenny in the number one defenders match because he's always been sidestepping the question and like sort of not wanting to talk about it. So if if that is where they actually plant the initial seed of like his slow build towards like, <laughs> on a drug trip, on a drug trip. <laughs> It's yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, obviously they're gonna. I think they're gonna reference because I mean they could. The next pay per view now is um, All Out, isn't it? In November, uh, September, yeah. September. Sorry, September. Um, yeah, which is potentially when you could do Hangman v Kenny because well, he's the number two ranked. Jungle Boy was the number one ranked. Um, obviously, spoilers for the main event. I guess here, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> <laughs> But um, but you know, surely now you're in a time for him to do a slow build. Like if you were ne- you could announce the match and say it's happening at the next because it's such a big match. It's happening at the next pay per view. Yeah. Again, you can easily like make it build up and then Hangman gets attacked and injured and even keep it lasting longer after that. It's easily doable. To yeah. And it makes us just thirst for this Hangman. Fucking well, that's what obviously, we obviously, obviously they've, they've been holding on to this for so long, and obviously they want they want Kenny to have a bit of a run with crowds, and then they want like Hangman to when he if, if, if the plan is for Hangman to beat him, they want that to happen in front of a massive crowd, obviously. So yeah, it's gonna be um, it's gonna be interesting um, to see how they how they take because Kenny sort of he's beaten everyone now, really, hasn't he? You know who's who's around, so they need to do they need to find a way to do something. Um, speaking of people beating everyone, well, speaking of the, the main event, um, after this we had a quick little video package of, about the main event, um, so, talking about like Kenny becoming like increasingly unhinged and insane, and yeah, yeah. This is a point where I didn't realise it was a meant to be a big deal this show because they go this last time we we were on a Saturday night. Brody Lee shocked the world. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the last the last Saturday night dynamite was was Brody Lee beating Cody. That was August was like, of last year. Like, yeah, I was like, oh shit. So I meant to, right? Okay, sorry, I missed the whole hype train for this show. Sorry, <laughs> just gone over my head. So yeah, nice, nice, nice little video package here. Sort of sets the scene for the main event. It does a nice little job of getting you hyped up, which is good. Um, next up, we had a really good. Good heel promo from the books. <laughs> yeah, I, I was lost. I was too enthralled by fucking Nick Jackson's gold chain from his ear to his hat. Nick, Nick Jackson has gotten <laughs> so dangly; it's it's unreal. The, the, dang, the dangly's taken over. <laughs> it just got me. I was too busy concentrating on it. Like, why do you need that? And you're like. <laughs> then, so, so they're cutting this promo on Park um, Penta and they're saying how they took out um, Moxley, they took out SCU, they took out Phoenix, they took out Park. They're going to take out uh, Penta and Eddie Kingston, and all the time Brandon Cutler's trying to like interject with these little like these little bits, and like they keep telling him to shut the fuck up and like tell him to be quiet. And then he comes in with one that they like, and he's and they're like, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, that one, that one's pretty good. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll use that one. We'll, we'll keep that one. Yeah, yeah. we'll keep that. Uh, and then suddenly they say they are EV. They said they're going to beat them because they are EVPs, and that stands for extremely violent people. That's not what it officially stands for, actually, by the way. Um, so and so they're having a match on Wednesday, I believe. So if it's Penta and Eddie versus the Bucks, and if the it's the it's the, the AW title shot style. So if the Bucks lose or if Penta and Eddie win, they get a future title shot. It's they call it an eliminator match, don't they? Which is which is pretty yeah. cool. And it's important to note that to, to date nobody has ever won an eliminator match in AW. Oh no, no one. Right, has. Okay, 
Okay. So we'll see if, if if they can break the duck on on Wednesday. It should be quite nice. But yeah, the books the books are just like flying his heels only. They're they're having such a good, such a fun time. Yeah, I I'm enjoying this run his heels. It's so good. And you just want I, to see him, you just want to see someone batter them basically. Yeah, <laughs> like, I didn't I did not know Nick Jackson could grow a beard like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so right, next up, uh, we had something that I, this came, sort of came out of left field. We had a, a sort of promo debate between Tully Blanchard and Conan. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. It was a bit awkward. I mean, if, it's, if, if all this is doing is establishing that Conan is going to be involved with Proud and Powerful going forward, then I'm fine with that. Because And they used, right, they used the actual LAX music for Conan. What was it? TNA Conan music? Yeah. They, right, used the, okay. they used the TNA. They used the, they used the music that, that Proud and Powerful used in TNA when they were LAX. Right, okay. Right. Conan, and it was fucking brilliant. So Conan comes out and he cuts, he cuts a pretty decent promo, considering, you know, he looks he looks really good, considering he like nearly died of COVID early, like last year. Yeah. You know, he's doing well, and it's good to see him. It's good to see him looking well. It really is. Um, and he talks about like how he basically he basically calls without without saying as much calls um FDR country bumpkins and says that they didn't grow up in the city. They, and he said they something like they were they were they were worrying sheep, maybe implying that they interfered with animals. Um, and then t- <laughs> talks about like the the hard upbringing that Proud and Powerful have. Uh, I don't know how true how like real this is. They talk about like Santana losing his father at like quite a young age and like Conan becoming like a father figure to him. So, I, Santana's mentioned his dad before. I, I surely they wouldn't. Have- Make up the story about it. Yeah, true. Surely, so, I mean, if, if if it's true, that's pretty cool. That you know the, the fact um, they've got this like long-standing history. I, I like I like the line from um, Conan where he goes, "You're gonna have to learn Spanish to eventually speak with your grandkids." Yeah, like oh, <laughs> I, as a thinker, I think about it. I was like, right, he, he's got him. It's done. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Obviously, referencing um, Tessa's marriage to Draga. Yep. Oh, so good. Well done. Uh, yeah. So anyway, so it, it, we get to a point where um, Cohen, I was like, "Oh yeah, well, let's bring my boys out." So like, uh, Proud and Powerful's banging new theme hits. By the way, really, really good new theme that, that uh, Rockers did for them. And they come out, but they're wearing masks for some reason. Yeah, that's a bit weird. And they're wearing like, and they're wearing uh, like bandanas covering their faces. And it's like, okay, that's a bit odd. And then he go, and then Tully Blanche is like, "Ah, dick!" I look at the screen, and it's Proud and Powerful have been beaten up. And then obviously it's FTR in the masks, and they they batter Conan and give him a spike pile driver. And yeah, I mean, if this this is just, I mean, the 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 war these two teams are going to have is going to be fucking sensational. Yeah, like I've. I'm not that big a fan of FTR. Firm powerful, I really like FTR. There's something about them that's just a bit missing for me. But they they don't have bad matches for me. They're always okay at least. I've got like, a I've got a sneaking like inkling suspicion, like a very tiny little seed implanted in my brain that they're gonna have FTR. No, they're gonna have proud and powerful win the belts in New York. Yeah, they're they're from New York, aren't they? Yeah, yeah they're doing that massive New York show. Yeah, I think they're going to have PMP win the belts because they mentioned, like, again in the show, they mentioned how the Young Bucks were the longest reigning tag team champions in TN in AEW. Hey, okay. And obviously, you know that that means that that basically means that it's safe for them to drop the belts at some point. No, it's fine. Yeah, they've had their massive reign. Uh, I honestly think we, I, I think there's a, a slight chance we see, and because if that happens, it will, the roof will come off. Like it. 
because they're so beloved. Like Santana and Ortiz. I mean, I, I really want to win because I fucking love them. Uh, <laughs> yes. And this, whole, and this whole feud with FTR is sort of FTR are teasing them, saying like you've never won the titles here, so you're you know you, you don't you've got you've got nothing to show for your time in AEW. Yeah, like, that's, they, sort of, that's sort of like the crux of their feud. Since AEW started and since they debuted, all their promos now have been like face promos. Yeah, even when they've been heels, <laughs> it's like well, I guess I like Proud and Powerful. <laughs> and they've always been over, and they've always yeah. like, been a, like fans have always loved them. And they're and they're really good, <laughs> but they've never had like the, they've never had like the big push, and like no. this could be it for them now. I think. Good, that's what we want. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, right. So then next up, we're um, we're gonna have the match. Another match that sort of I I forgot was happening, and then as soon as it, as soon as I realised, I was like, oh, actually, yeah, this is this could be this could be really nice. Uh, we had Dante Martin versus Matt Seidel. So Dante comes out. And then before Matt Sidell can make his entrance, Vicky Guerrero comes out. Excuse me. With, with the with the uh, oof, with that voice, Jesus. <laughs> um, and she comes out with Andrade. Andrade, oof, fuck me. I, mean, I say this every time he comes out, but Jesus Christ, that suit is custom made suits and I. Yeah, yes. he had El, he had El Idolo stitched on the inside of his suit, which was oof, custom custom cut. He looked like a he looked like a million dollars. He didn't say anything. He didn't have to. No. Um, and then Vicky announced that they were going to make a, a big announcement, a major announcement, but then they were interrupted by Matt Seidel's music. And as Matt Seidel comes out with his brother, there's just a little look between Andrade and Matt, which makes you think that that might be the first... The first match for Andrade, yeah. Oh, give me that. Give me that right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm all for that as well. It's just, it'll be... It's a good place to start as well yeah. for Andrade. I mean, Matt Seidel's like a jobber to the stars at this point. He's like the guy who puts over the big guys, isn't he? Glorified yeah. jobber, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, he, and, he, and he can go, and they can, they can have a really fun match, I think. Um, did they ever yeah. wrestle in WWE? Who? I don't know, Matt, um, um, well, Evan Bourne and Andrade. No, because Evan Bourne was released in 2014, 15. I so no, it's a I lot have, earlier. I, I have no idea when, yeah. when. I have no idea either when Andrade came up to the main roster or when Evan Bourne was released. He was released for trafficking drugs into Japan. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. He is literally the definition of half man, half drugs. Yep, that is legit why he got released. Because <laughs> <laughs> when he when he got signed, because when he was in TNA, he was like he was like the weed guy when he was. Yeah. Um, when he was fucking third eye and then he went to WWE and I was like hang on isn't he the guy who likes all of the marijuana and then how's that going to work with the drug policy and then yeah yeah, he literally got the fucking violation like twice or something (laughs) yeah before he got released anyway I mean this was this was fun do, do you want to hear a scary fact that they mentioned on commentary? I know, I know exactly what you're going to tell me. You're yeah. going to tell me that it was um, that Dante Martin is 20 and Matsudel is a 20 year veteran. That's rough. That's scary. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> Matsudel made his debut when Dante Martin was born. I, that is scary. <laughs> I do not like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dante Martin proves that he is ridiculously talented for his age. Not even for his age, he's just really fucking good. Yeah. Again, he does that, he does that like sort of straight vertical leap at one point where he, uh, he jumps clean over Matsuda without even splitting his legs because he's a fucking baller. Yeah, he even does it later on in life in uh sunset like roll That is the best sunset flip I have ever seen. Yeah. He's like, 
it wasn't even a flip because it wasn't the like power bomb. It was just a roll up. It was like what the fuck? He, he jumped out a foot clean over his head and like somehow caught him around the waist as he came down. And it was like, gee, I, I don't even know how he did that. That was that was absolutely nuts. Uh, yeah, loads loads of really good um, like high flying and this like loads of really good flippy shit. Uh, Matt Seidel were obviously were it was again it's weird seeing Matt Seidel being like the slowest guy in the match. Well, that's that's what they're trying to prove on commentary as well. They keep talking about how he's not just one dimensional anymore because of his age. He's had to yeah, change it up he, a bit. He, he does a lot more like submission based stuff now and like map based yeah. stuff. Um, um, but there was a very stiff strike in the corner where he does like a leg lariat slash heel oh, yeah. and it just looks like it completely knocks Donnie right out. <laughs> it makes no noise or anything. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> is that made to happen? Anyway, so yeah, um, Sandow wins with a lightning sparrow. He sort of he sort of like throws him off the he blocks a move off the top rope, doesn't he? And then he sort of just hits it out of nowhere, and it, it looks pretty nice. And yeah. Decent match. It does a good job of, of sort of if Matadella is going onto a program with Andrade, it makes him seem like a slightly bigger deal. Yeah, so you, can, you can give him that rub. Obviously, when he comes in, obviously Andrade's going to beat him. You'd, you'd assume. Uh, Dante's fine. You know, he's he's twenty years old. It's, well, I, I can't wait. I mean, it's I know he's he's had some great singles matches, uh, but I can't wait until his brother's back, until Darius yeah. is back, and then Top Flight can can tag again because they are one of my favorite tag teams that I've seen in the last sort of eighteen months. Like you look at you look at the future of tag wrestling in AW, and you've got like Proud and Powerful are still fairly young. You've got Top Flight. You've got the Acclaimed. You know, there's there's some real tag team talent. You've got Silver Reynolds, Private Party, Private Party. You know, it's 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 ridiculous. The Very young, just teams. Yeah, it's it's so good. Uh, right. So next up, we have another little little backstage segments with Jungle Boy. Again, they're doing a really good job of weaving this sort of main event through the whole show and sort of keeping it the focus, even though everything else is sort of happening. Uh, so Jungle Boy's talking about his title match. Uh, Christian comes in. and so, just Christian just sort of like gives him like a little pep talk, doesn't he? And just sort of, just sort of like gives him some advice. Yeah, I, I know you're happy to be here, but you should be pissed off because no one thinks you should be here. And it's like, all oh, right, okay, right. Christian's doing something good for once here. <laughs> uh, well done, mate. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. Good, good work by Christian being like the sort of the sort of like grizzled vet, sort of you know, teaching Jungle Boy, like showing him, giving him a bit of guidance, getting him, getting him in the right mental state for the for the big match, which is yeah, which is fine. And then next up, we had a really fun little cut cut away with Jade Cargill and your boy Smart Mark Sterling um, plugging, and they, the way they did this, they actually put a real discount code on. Yeah. So Jade's got, Jade's got these two shirts on shopaw.com and this if you use code that bait, you get ten percent off, which is is really cool to sort of like tie in with like the sort of angle they're playing, which is sort of like endorsements and like and codes and stuff and Yeah. Only her shirt specifically. Only not, her shirts. Not not your whole basket. No. So <laughs> to, to to sort of demonstrate this, um Mark goes to like try and rip a shirt in half and he can't. So then Jade sort of like tells him to fuck off like out the shirt and she it it's interestingly it's a dark order shirt. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Jade rips it clean in half. So is that gonna be some sort of are they gonna give her a program with Ty, maybe? Or is, is that something for when Anna comes back? Are they gonna have this sort of head clash with the female members of the Dark Order? How long's Anna been out for? How long oh she's been I think she, I think she's got a while. Um still got a while. Like. She's been out she's only been out three she's only been out for three months. That's depressing. Because it was just after <laughs> it was after the um, the women's tournament. Like she got injured, wasn't it? 
It's just after the yeah, winter's done. Yeah, yeah. And apparently, yeah. it's a it's like a twelve month recovery. Yeah, I knew it was a year. Yeah. So yeah, she's got a she's got a little while. Absolutely, again, like you say, absolutely fucking sucks because we all we all miss her. And, you know, she can't come back quick enough. But whether they're going to put her into a into a program with Ty, maybe because that's fitly, that'd be a bit weird because Ty's red hot. Well, you know, she's on this big win streak before she lost to Sheeta. And obviously Jade, they're, they're keeping her on like looking strong. So yeah, yeah but again, they, they might pull her back a bit because she lost to Sheeta. Like, yeah, maybe I'll back a bit now. So. Drop her into, they can drop her back into the mix, can't they? A little bit and sort of, yeah. sort of bat around a bit. All right, next up, we have some more inner circle slash pinnacle action. So we had Alex Marvez once again. Alex Marvez is like the most cur. If Alex Marvez tried to interview me backstage at an AW show, I would fucking <laughs> run away because everybody in the gets fucking battered. <laughs> I, would, I would lock him in a closet and run. <laughs> so he's interviewing MJF Wardlow and Sean Spears. Uh, well, it's, he's specifically interviewing um, MJF. MJF calls him Pig Vomit. Uh, yeah. And, and it, was really, it, it, it was really nice. So he, he interviews him and he's like, he, he talks about like Sean Spears, like hitting him, sending him over the chair. And then he just turns around and like Sean Spears is behind him and he's like, oh yeah, that was really good work. And like high fives him. <laughs> and, like, and they have like a little celebration. And then he talks about like beating up Dean Malenko. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm sure Dean was fine with this, but he talks about like how Dean has like a bad heart and Parkinson's disease, and he still yeah. Hits it, anyway. it was and a bit. Like, Jesus, Christ, Jesus Christ, mate! You know, <laughs> that's MGF for you. No fucks given. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, he really got the consent for it. Oh, like, abs- absolutely. He really absolutely. got the consent for it. It's not like he's just went out of his way. And he talks yeah. about like how he retired Dean Malenko because it was he was too the industry is too dangerous for a man with his health to be involved in and should be thanking him and all this. And then as this is happening, Jericho and Hagee just steam in from from left camera and start battering him. Um, they sort of like brawl out into the ring. Eventually, the pinnacle have got three on two, so they sort of get the upper hand. It takes them a fair while to get that upper hand, though. Like, oh god, it's yeah. Scary how long it took them. And then um, <laughs> so Spears has got a chair eventually, and he's about to hit Jericho, presumably on the injured arm. But then Sammy Guevara's music hits, he runs out, makes the save. Now, Spears was already having a chair straight up in the air. He could have easily swung that before Sammy came out. There was a solid like 15 seconds before (laughs) Sammy made it. (laughs) Sammy just gets hold of the chair and he he hits Wardlow, hits Spears with the chair, they bail and he goes to hit MGF. MGF just fucks up out of there. He's, He's not having none of it. And they, uh, the crowd seem really into Sammy, which is cool. He gets a big pop. He gets a, a really good reaction. Uh, I still don't think he's great at promos. No, he's he's not. Like he needs Jericho needs to teach him a few things, or just do his promos for him, maybe, or, you know, or just know. do his promos for him again. But then they're trying to get Sammy over, aren't they? Yeah, like, I, mean, I think he, he is over. He'll do fine because he is over. Like the crowd love him, but yeah, he's just not quite the he's not quite the total package yet. He's not a, he's not all the way there. Yeah. I think he'll get there, but you know he's he's just not. And you know he's got to he's got to grow, hasn't he? But you know, yeah, you can't. I mean, putting him up against someone like MJF, who's so good on the mic, like, really exposes him. Exactly. Hey, what are you meant to do? Uh, right. So next up, we have another. Speaking of great promos, the first line in this. <laughs> so we have Miro cutting a promo on his opponent for Wednesday, Brian Pillman Jr. He starts off, he's like sort of, he's kneeling in prayer and he thanks God, quote, for making him powerful and making his hot wife flexible. 
is this his thing now? Just that he thanks God for is just his wife being hot and flexible and sexy and pretty much, yeah. Like you, you basically may as well sign her by this this point. Just get her involved. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's some really nice lines in this though. So he talks about like um Brian Pillman Jr.'s about to find out um that he's standing between a cleaver and its meat. Which yeah. is good, and um, you know, obviously he repeats that he's God's favorite champion. And then his last, his last little bit is he says, um, "The bravest thing that Brian Pillman ever did was thinking about attacking him. And then the stupidest thing he ever did was actually doing it." It's like, oh, I mean, he's just—it's—it's it's so he's so good. Like he's yeah. so good on uh, he, he, when he cuts these promos. It's you, you believe like every word he's saying. Do you remember when we ridiculed him for being a gamer? <laughs> and I, I've said this. I've said this a couple of times now. Yeah, this wouldn't feel as good now if we didn't go through that shit hard when he came in. I think I think it was almost intentional to bring him in and make him look like a bit of a geek and a bit of a weirdo, and then yeah. have him just slowly break out into this psychopath persona. Yeah, yeah. or or it's just pot chance. Well, it. <laughs> but I think if you if you brought him in, I think you have to have a baseline. I think if you brought him in as a psychopath, it wouldn't be as impactful. Yeah, I mean, we've got enough psychos, don't we? Because the, the 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 big moment of this was when he turned on Kip and like went fucking ballistic on him, and like, yeah. and that wouldn't have had the same payoff if he wasn't like big buddy buddy nerdy game friend with him when he first started. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And I'm st- I'm still pissed off that we never actually saw the bachelor party, but that's I can let that go. That's fine. It's like, fine. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So then next up we have another match, uh, and then this this is a bit of, this is a bit of a weird one. Uh, we've got All Ego Ethan Page, accompanied by Scorpio Sky, versus Bear Bronson. Are, are, they, not, are they not meant to be heels? Like, big horse heels? Last, last we saw them, they were heels against yeah. Jurassic Express. I'm guessing there were some developments on Dark. I think... Uh, so it was, because that was King Kong versus Godzilla, wasn't it? Yeah, that was, was the last not, time we saw yeah. them on Dynamite. Yeah. And they were working heel against... Because they had like they were working with Jurassic Express and then they had like that sort of fallout and then they, they fought each other. Obviously, Jurassic Express won. And yeah, and that was the last we saw of, of, of Bear Country on Dynamite. I think Boulder got injured, maybe. So, because I've seen a couple of plays on the internet saying that Bronson's been having some really good singles matches on Dark. Right, okay. On an elevation, so... And to be fair, he, he worked his ass off in this one as well. Like he, yeah. he did, he, he put a shit. I mean, one this match went a lot longer than I thought. It went, it went eleven minutes, which I thought when I when I saw like the two the two players, I was like, oh, this is a squash. Page is going to win in like three minutes. Yeah. But no, they, they they did it a proper match, and Bronson got plenty in. Like he really got plenty in. Uh, there's a dive during the match where uh, Boulder is it that is yeah, but Boulder uh, dives on Scorpio Sky. A Bronson dives uh, on Scorpio Sky. Bronson. Bronson. Yeah, he, well, he, died, he dives out of the ring and the like, Scorpius guy just fucking yeets Paige out the way. Yeah. He just takes yeah. it. <laughs> uh, JR goes, looks like a fishing boat destroyed the dock. <laughs> yeah, good, um, good mental image there, yeah. Um, really nice. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to take umbrage with what JR said in this match. He said about Sky and Ethan Page when they double teamed uh, Bronson on the outside, they threw him into the barrier. And JR said that they might be the most effective tag team in AW today. <laughs> and, no. obviously, and then obviously somebody has a, a, must have had a word in his ear because then his next line is saying that the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world <laughs> he got corrected instantly by backstage okay. like, so apparently if, if you want to be the best tag team the most effective tag team in AW all you need to do is in a, in a singles match throw someone into a guardrail throw Bronson specifically yeah <laughs> and then a barricade <laughs> 
Wow. So yeah, that was that was kind of weird. <laughs> and if, um, so author obviously throughout this match, it's it's been very similar to the. It's in in a way, it was sort of like the reverse of of the opening match. So you had like the bigger face and the smaller heel, but and like Page was sort of like trying to trying to work around the size of of Bear Bronson because he's a big boy, and um, finishes for some reason. Boulders on the t- uh, Bronson's on the top rope. Bronson, whichever one. It's Bron- it was Bronson. It was, in the it match, was Bronson. It? Yeah, Bronson's the one that was in the match. I've got yeah, Page so, versus Bronson. So he's on the top rope. Um, the referee gets distracted. Oh, Bronson gets distracted. Scorpius guy fucks up, fucks around basically. Um, Page low blows him, and then he's he's already set up on the top rope. He manages he somehow manages to hit the ego's edge. He, I mean, he doesn't go very far. Yeah. But Jesus Christ, he manages to throw that man over his shoulder, like completely, <laughs> like <laughs> fair fair fucks to uh, to yeah. Page for that one. Like I'll, I'll hold my hand up. That was that was impressive. And obviously the ego's edge is good for, good for the win. Uh, so following the match, we have uh, Page on the microphone. I had a little back and forth with the fans, and then he said, they, um, he, "They're not done with Darby Allen, and he's going to be the nail in his coffin." He says that a few times. So yeah, he, he says, shouted it aggressively. Multiple yeah, he, times. it's almost like Darby's got in his head, and he's sort of like he's sort of like that's his like sort of mental weak spot, which he can't let go. Yeah, uh, and so he challenges him to a coffin match at Road Rager down in Miami. So yeah, that'll be a. Right, what was that? Was it July seventh or something? Is I think it's, yeah, I think it's the first. I think it's the, it's not it's like a week Wednesday maybe. Cause yeah, of, yeah. Right. Okay. So yeah, yeah fourth to Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Aye, it would be the Wednesday then. Which is the first uh, on the road dynamite since the start of lockdown. So that's going to be yeah. off the chain. So yeah, uh, good to see that. Uh, next up, we had a little promo with Britt Baker and Rebel. Um, Britt Baker makes a very good point. And it says that if Tony Khan owed her a favour, she'd ask for something like a yacht or a football team instead of a wrestling match. Which, you know, fair play. He's, 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 yeah. he's got both of those things, I'd imagine. Um, and then they basically said, they made fun of Vicky for asking for a wrestling match. Um, and yeah, basically said they're going to they're gonna beat Vicky up because she's old. Yeah, because she wanted a match. Yeah, um, and then they, they throw over to Vicky Nala Rose. Uh, Nala Rose says they'll be locked in the ring with her, the Beast, and then also the Cougar. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, but Vicky Guerrero had a few matches in WWE, and they weren't great. Right, this this is really weird. So, like, who are we meant to as fans? Who are we meant to cheer for in this in this feud? Nyla, I think. Just Nyla, like by herself. Just, just Nyla. <laughs> I refuse to cheer for Vicky Guerrero. <laughs> Vicky Guerrero is not. She can't be a face here because she's a heel with Andrade. <laughs> so she's a heel. Nyla's a heel because she ruined. Is, is, are, they, are they doing Nyla? It's like the sort of tweener sort of attitude, just badass baby face. Yeah, I can buy I that. Think... If, if 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 the outcome of this match is she beats the piss out of Vicky and just goes up by herself. Well, I heard that. Then yeah. I'm alright with that. That's fine. But then AEW might try and do that the opposite way and make her the biggest heel in the company. And it's like, but, but, to, but yeah, but then you got to turn Brit face in. And... It's like when Bret Hart killed Vince McMahon for at Mania with a chair for like half an hour. Yeah, it was weird and uncomfortable. <laughs> 
So we need to get on to the next match. And as the next match is, is, is sort of developing, as, as people are coming out, um, they announced that Nyla Rose will challenge Britt Baker for the women's title at Road Rager. So another match added for, for a week on Wednesday. Again, they're, they're sort of getting Nyla in real quick uh, for, this, for this title shot. Um, she's a former women's champion, so yeah, but it's a good first. It, I mean, it's a good, it's a good first few for Brit, but they're just they're sort of going to the title match quite quickly. Nyla Rose has now became like the Dolph Ziggler of the women's division, where they can always go, oh, they beat a former women's champion. Oh, she, she's always going to be legitimate. <laughs> she, she's massive and she's a yeah. monster. She's always going to be a legitimate challenger whenever. You can just throw her in and it's like, oh, shit, yeah, this is real. She's she Obviously, she can challenge the title. Just fucking look at her. Say, well, do you remember when fucking Britt Baker done that celebration thing and we both went, why the fuck was Nyla Rose there? Yeah. And then obviously stuff happened and it built up to this. And that, yeah, that, that sort of led to, to where we yeah. are to where we are now. Yeah. So anyway, the next match we have which women's action. We have the Bunny accompanied by the Blade versus Chris Statlander accompanied by Orange Cassidy. Chris Statlander coming out to her old music, her own music, not Where Is My Mind. That's depressing. I like Where Is My Mind. I mean, it's I like her music anyway. It's it's fine. I'm I'm, I'm right either way. Um, yeah, this was this was pretty decent considering, you know. I mean, Chris Allen was Chris Allen was a, a, a polished, fine professional wrestler. The bunny is a little up and down. They mentioned on commentary that the bunny is a sixteen-year veteran. Oh, it doesn't show it. <laughs> I mean, she hasn't wrestled. She's only just come back to in-ring performing for after a long time out. Yeah. Uh, one thing I will say, um, one thing I really enjoyed. I mean, I enjoyed the match. I thought the match was the match was fine. But one thing I really enjoyed was the blade at ringside, like just. Why was he so red and oiled up? <laughs> what was wrong with him? Well, he was he was working overtime to sort of you know put the put, to inject as much excitement to this match as possible. He was like really he was shouting, he was defecating, he was throwing his arms everywhere, he was all over the place. He legit looked like a fucking WWF superstar before the steroids fucking scandal, <laughs> like all puffed up and. <laughs> no, he's been on the caffeine certainly. Um, <laughs> So yeah, this this was a decent match. Um, there was a bit of a rough landing at one point. Um, the bunny sort of landed awkwardly after a blue thunder bomb. Apparently, she was uh, checked over in the back afterwards by by Doc Samson, uh, but she, apparently she's fine. She, there was no there was no ill effects, so that's good. Um, have a little spot in the match where the blade distracted the ref, tossed the bunny some brass knuckles. Orange Cassidy came in, took the brass knuckles away from her, and then as she was yelling at him. Statlander took advantage, hit the Big Bang Theory, picked up the win. Yeah, fine match, decent uh, match. For, an hour, for a bunny match, it was all right. Yeah, it, it yeah. did the job. And then after the match, um, and Helico and oh, there was a bit of a there was a bit of a, a scuffle, and Helico and Jack Evans came out. No, attacked Orange Cassidy. Was Blade meant to hit Orange into Statlander? Because she went like she, her head got whipped, and then she fell. I mean, I'm guessing so. It didn't. No one seemed to be like concerned when it happened. So yeah, I. And she, she generally got whipped and then quickly rolled out the ring afterwards. It was a bit dodgy, but I, yes. So and then it ended with obviously, and then they sort of talked on commentary uh, again, bringing some real life into it. Um, there was no one. There were no. There was no backup for for, for Statlander and, and Orange because um, Trent just had his neck fused. He had some spinal stenosis. And um, Chuck Taylor was actually at the hospital with him while he was having his surgery. So yeah. no one was around. Get well soon, Trent. Please do come back and do awesome tag matches again. Um, next up again, we had 
a little backstage interview, Tony Schiavone interviewing QT Marshall. Uh, they asked him about Brock Anderson's debut, Brock Anderson, who was named TN, uh, AW Wrestler of the Week last week. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh, yeah, but... yeah they do it every week. It's on, it's on, it's on, it's on, it's on Twitter. If you, if you actually read Twitter instead of just following bots, you'd probably um, <laughs> you'd, you'd probably spot it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> so he talks about like the nepotism again, obviously. He said that he'll never be Wrestler of the Week because his dad's not the enforcer. Um, he said Cody's not here doing all the hard work like he is because he's running around getting auditions in Hollywood um, and then March said he hopes he gets a big part in one of those geeky superhero films so that he can become oh no he said it's Cody he says he hopes Cody gets a basically, yeah. basically, basically just like, takes a shot at Marvel to get some stupid um, yeah which is fine again QT Marshall being like sort of like that sort of evil dad sort of like yeah. out of touch like boomer heel I, I'm really quite into Fair enough, he beat me, but why did I not get what I'm due when I beat Cody? Is the moral of the story of this promo. Yeah. So yeah, um, then we had a, a little Brian Pillman promo, which was which was fine, not an exceptional, but you know, he's, it was just a nice babyface promo. You know, he's talk- gonna get murdered. But it's oh, fine. he's gonna absolutely <laughs> die. Uh, we're talking about like how you know he was born on the wrong side of the tracks, and he grew up in poverty, and he had like this really hard upbringing, and you know, he's fought for everything that he's had. Um, and yeah, just, he, I mean, it, 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 it didn't work. I, I, I'm absolutely under no illusion that Miro's not going to crush his soul. <laughs> but it was, it was nice to, to sort of hear from him. It's just a shame we're just going to witness a massacre next week. Or in four days' time, not even a week. Yeah, and then speaking of hyping up matches that are in four days' time, we get a, a little rebuttal from Eddie Kingston and Penta. Uh, interpreted obviously as always by Alex Abrahantes expertly, and uh, they hyped up, just sort of hyping up their match against the Young Bucks. You know, just standard stuff. But yeah, did, did the trick. Eddie Kingston is always entertaining. I love, I still love the the Penta Alex Abrahantes pairing. That really does it for me. Yeah, he uh, he didn't even see anything, did he? No, he, just not, he just not, he was having the time of his life, still, though, which is yeah, which is great. <laughs> yeah, play. Uh, and then we get to the main event. So it, we have Kenny Omega. Accompanied by Don Callis, Carl Anderson, and Luke Gallows. Callis makes his way to the commentary desk uh, versus Jungle Boy, accompanied by Luchasaurus and Marco Stunt. Now, the one thing I was, I mean, what really, this, this really did feel like a big, a big event. Like Jungle Boy's entrance, he comes out, the whole crowd doing his, doing his singing along, waving the hands, which is awesome. They've got his mum and his sister in the crowd. Who look exactly like him. It's yeah. scary. Either. <laughs> He climbs up the turnbuckle hall and he like looks up into the sky and he's like really emotional. Obviously, his, his dad passed away a few years back. Oh, this was this was heavy stuff, man. This was this was a bit. It felt it felt huge. Yeah. Um, Kenny comes out with his with his entourage, and then immediately as the match is about to start, Marco Stunt like wants to have a go at the Good Brothers, and then as soon as that happens, Paul Turner, the referee, is just like, nope. All you all can get out of it. He throws out Marco. Yeah, well, he throws out Luchasaurus. He yeah. throws out the Good Brothers. The way he done it, it starts off as Marco and then Luchasaurus, and we're like, oh, for fuck's sake. Because then we're all like, oh, Jungle Boy's going to get bad, and it's going to be shenanigans and everything. And then he throws the good brother, and I was like, fucking yes. Let's yep, so go. Clears, clears the decks. Let's clears, go. Uh, obviously, Callus sort of slinks off the commentary and sort of makes himself a home there. Uh, and yeah, and then, fuck me, we have a really, really good main event. <laughs> Do you know how we are doing our top ten of the year so far? Uh, this is in the year, maybe it's a 
make the endless top ten. Yeah, this was a banger. I, I mean, there were, there were no, there were no doubts this was going to be good. Like you know, you knew it was always going to be a good match, but Jesus Christ, they they really they left it all out on the line here. They they put everything in. You know, they give it everything. It was. Oh, I mean, it was. Yeah. How long did it go? Eighteen minutes. So I, this is another one of those where, like, you, you sort of when it comes on, you sort of pause. I watched this this morning. You sort of pause the, the video, and you see they've got like 25, 30 minutes left in the show. And yeah. you, get, you get a little bit excited. You think, oh shit, this is going to go places. Yeah, like it's always on that la- that last advert where you can see how much time is left with what little we've got left. It's like, right, we've got one match left. How? Right, we're going to be here a while. Let's yeah. be prepared for this. <laughs> they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna give us some special. And they, I mean, they threw everything into this. Like there was there, brain busters. There it was... didn't. I don't think the match actually stopped for a breather once. I it, think it's, just... well, it, it, it sort of started like comparatively slow to how it finished. It was like a feeling out at the start. Yeah, but then once it, it once it sort of got into second gear, it just it just carried on. It just did not, like you say, it just did not stop. Yeah. Uh, there was a lovely series where um, Jungle Boy landed a couple of dives for the outside on Omega, which was really nice. And uh, then Omega just decided, well, how about all of the V-triggers? Yeah. Like, it's just... There, there's some of them in here as well, which look brutal. I, I see this every time we watch a Kenny match and there's V-triggers. But just was that, there was that ridiculous. one where he was like, sort of, where Jungle Boy was sort of like on the ropes. Yeah, and he just nailed him. I was like, "Oh, that was sick!" And then uh, there was a, a there was a one winged angel counted into a poison runner from Jungle Boy, which was nuts. Uh, there was a couple of really good snare trap spots where you thought Kenny was in real trouble, including one where the Good Brothers came out to sort of attempt to interfere. They were being chased by Jurassic Express, but then out of nowhere, Kazarian comes in and sort of neutralizes them. Where did he come from? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like, he's, a nin- he's a ninja now. I think he just appeared out of fucking nowhere. Like, just came out of nowhere and just annihilated the Good Brothers, took them back to the back. Yeah, then we had, oh, towards the end of the match, more V-triggers. Uh, Jungle Boy had a couple of real near falls. I'm trying to think of the one in particular. Um, there was one where it was like it was like a, a 2.99. Uh, the Tiger Driver 98 was the big one. Where he... no, that was Kenny on Jungle Boy. There was, there was one from oh, Jungle Boy yeah, and Kenny. Sorry. Ah, I can't, I can't okay. remember what he hit, um, but it was like super, super close. Uh, like the whole, This whole match, like... I couldn't even like take it all in. It just sort of flashed through. No, me. Like it I, was like I, I had to stop writing notes and just watch it because there's too much going on to my little Scottish brain to comprehend and write down. <laughs> so then uh, towards the end, he put um, he put Kenny into the snare trap again. It was like slap bang in the center of the ring. Kenny's in real trouble, and then he grabs his hair and sort of like yanks on his hair to break it. Which it was, was like uh, a proper pull as well. Yeah, oh, and yeah. I'm pretty sure he went for his eyes afterwards as well. Just that the camera didn't really pick it up because his hand went round as well. Then he hits him with the with the tiger driver. Kick, he kicks off from that. There was another. Oh, it, that that was the near fall. It was the it was the second warming danger attempt that he rolled up. Ah, yeah. Okay, yeah. And that was like super close. And then third time's the charm. After the tiger driver, he picks him up, gives him one more V trigger. Picks him up, finally hits Warming Angel. Obviously, he gets the three count. No one kicks out the Warming Angel. But yeah, what a, what an absolute match. What an absolute match. Yeah, I, I, every time Kenny has one of these matches where you really want the boy to win, like Jungle Boy's won tonight, I just went, 
Imagine if it was Jungle Boy that kicked out of the one winged angel, <laughs> <laughs> and then he hit it. I was like, um, I can't. He's, it's not happening. <laughs> well, this, this was a this was a very different Kenny tonight. This was a, a an all business Kenny. This was like serious, dangerous Kenny. Like this wasn't like goofy Saturday morning cartoon no. villain Kenny. No shenanigans. Like you no, can't have shenanigans. So not a single not a single person hit the ring for for inter- an interference or anything like that. They, they played it completely straight, which was great. Uh, then afterwards, as as sort of Jungle Boy sort of like sort of sorting himself out and getting himself to his knees, Kenny sort of waiting with the belt to sort of give him a give him a belt shot. Uh, Christian runs out. So the, 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 this is this this the end of this got really hectic, but it did a lot of like little things and, and sowed a yeah. lot of little seeds, which was really cool. So Christian comes out, so you get Christian versus Kenny Omega. Action, so that sort of sets Christian up maybe as like a, as a, a, a future. Well, it's going to happen. A future challenger for Kenny. Uh, then, as Omega dived out, away from Christian, uh, Matt Hardy and Private Party came in. So they're still start. not done. Oh yeah, so Hardy still got unfinished business with Christian. Um, is that not the match for Rodrigo? Is them two against each other? I think they are having. Yeah, they, I think they are having. Well, it's it's, it's coming up soon anyway. Uh, yeah. Specifically at Road Rager. Um it might it might well be. I've not looked. I'm, I'm <laughs> sure that is. But... So then Hardy goes to twist a fake Christian. Christian sort of manages to counter it. He's twisting around for the kill switch, and then all of a sudden the books are there and they go super kick him, double super kick Christian yeah. in the face. I, just Matt Hardy's getting help from the young, but I understand it's because Kenny was running away. Yeah, the fact that the young bucks helped Matt Hardy, and then afterwards after. Taking out Christian, Nick Jackson does a Jeff Hardy fucking dance in the ring. Don't forget, last year Matt Hardy was kind of like elite adjacent, wasn't he? Yeah. So they've got obviously they've got like sort of a, a, a loose friendship there. Obviously, the rest of the elite bar hangman have all turned heel now, and obviously so is Matt, but separately. So it's nice they sort of brought them all back together for like a little, a little sort of reunion in a way. Yeah, it's just. And yeah, and then they celebrate. Omega's got the belt. And they all the heels stand tall, uh, and uh, I just just to add insult to injury. Uh, Hardy gives Christian a twist of fate just before the end of the show. Yeah, I, I, fuck Nick Jackson. <laughs> I love him, but I hate him so much. <laughs> you love you love to hate him. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really, really fun episode of Dynamite. Like I said, a definite step up from the sort of the sort of. Autopilot shows they've been doing. I mean, they've not been bad shows. They've just been acceptable shows. You know, they've been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a definite ramp up in, in sort of energy and, and sort of um, effort. I want to say effort because I, I mean I don't want to I don't want to imply that the people on the shows don't give their all whenever they go out. But in terms of like how they presented it, like the, 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 the sort of I'm, I'm sort of when I say effort, I mean like effort from like the production team and the company as a whole, not like the in ring talent. If that makes sense. Um, but yeah, definite a definite upping of like the adrenaline and the and the sort of energy and the and the sort of the card was was stacked tonight and and it was it was it showed it was really fun and the crowd were into it and it you know yeah it really helped and now we're um, so there's one more so this Wednesday is the last show in Daily's place it's they're calling it the fan appreciation night so yeah, it's, okay it's basically going to be like the their sort of thank you to the to the Jacksonville community who've sort of kept them going throughout. The lockdown and, and sort of have been coming to the shows when they've been allowed fans in and stuff like that. So that's really cool. Interesting to see what they do there. And then they're and then they're on the, like literally the whole of July they're on the road, which is going to be amazing. Yeah, like it's 
uh, Road Rangers in Miami, so it's just in the road. <laughs> yeah, but then they're going to like they're going, but, to, they're going to Texas, they're going to Pittsburgh, yeah. they're going to New York, New Jersey. So they're, they're it's going to be it's going to be excellent to, to see yeah. to see wrestling on the road again. Um, so yeah, so we'll wrap it up with your highs and lows, Aaron. Do you want to give me yours, please? Um, I think the high has to be that main event. To be honest, I I can't. Yeah, my high is going to be that main event. As I say, I stopped writing notes because I was just too enthralled in it. There was too much going on. It was great to watch. Um, my low is going to have to be that Tully and Conan interview. I get what they were doing with Conan, as we spoke about it, but it just it felt dragged out and slow and just awkward at times when they were talking, fighting each other verbally. It was just awkward for me. Cool. Uh, I mean, no surprises here. I will also have the main event as the high. I mean, like you say, it was it was a potential, potential top 10 of the year. Um match like they had they really put together uh, it was phenomenal it really was it was the it was the crowning glory of the show it was it was absolutely excellent um, well, well done to the crowd for making that like more than it yeah should have been yeah. as well yeah but that was yeah the crowd were really into it as well which helped like jungle boys so over like so so over uh my low i'm actually gonna have the um the little pinnacle um in a circle brawl, I just thought it was a bit, a bit meh. Really, didn't really do anything. Didn't it? Didn't announce anything. It didn't set anything up. And it was a bit of a heat for for the match with, but and, and I felt it. It sort of downplayed like the, the whole because the, the, they were trying to spin the whole. Oh, is Sammy going to be good to go on on Wednesday? But then here he is making a save for like an hour and a half, an hour later. Yeah, and it sort of you sort of downplayed that a little bit, and it just felt a bit like it didn't need to be there. They could have just else maybe i don't know but yeah again it's 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 minor things you know it's 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 little it's always like the little interconnecting segments that that i have problems with not the big things so it's it's all it's all good really um yeah so i think that's that's uh that's us all all done and out so that's our amazing ew review for the final non-wednesday show we'll be back in not that long at all for another (laughs) one it's mad. I mean, that's great. Bring it on. Give me, give me some. I mean, as someone who only really watches AEW, give me. I lucky you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, happy days. Back to Wednesday, and then on to road. So yeah, as always, that's it from us. Enjoy your wrestling. Keep yourself safe. Um, if you're going to live wrestling, because live wrestling is back, do have a wonderful time. And yeah, we'll see you all again very soon. Bye. Damn, girl, you've got an ass like Abdullah. Mind if I fork it? Aaron does not represent the views of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. (laughs) And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out topropebrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out toproadbrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And thatchface.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go 
Hey, state your cancer charities. 